Balancing life and school as a postgraduate student is hard enough, let alone when a nationwide pandemic gets thrown into the mix. The COVID-19 virus became a concern in the United States in February 2020. For Montgomery County, PA, and the Salas community, this pandemic changed our day-to-day -day routines on March 12th and could continue through the rest of the spring semester. For a majority of our community, this is a brand new experience that we might not know how to react or adapt to. Dr. Davis from the Center for Personal and Professional Development was able to share her expertise and advice for anyone who's experiencing mental health concerns during this time. We talk a lot about self-care, right? And then we also say, well, what does that mean? We hear a lot about it on the radio and TV and, you know, even the professors talk about self-care, uh, but what does that look like? So my approach is to look at it from mind, body, and spirit. I think that's just, I worked at a YMCA for a long time. Um, and so in the, the triangle of mind, body, spirit kind of stuck with me even into my psych training. So when I say mind, body, spirit, so let's look at body. Um, these are your basic biological needs. And they're usually the first things that go out the door with stress and anxiety because students feel like they have to study every minute of every day or they feel guilty or they feel like they're going to fall behind. So you need to take care of your body. You have to sleep, ideally seven to nine hours. Um, and so that's one of the, the first questions that I ask my students who are struggling with anxiety and depression. How much are you sleeping? Oh, enough. Okay, well, would you define enough? Yeah, five and a half hours a night, sometimes four. Okay, we're gonna need to talk about that. Um, and oftentimes I'll say, um, exactly how much return do you think you're getting from studying after midnight? Really nothing, right? It's the law of diminishing returns. So close the book, take a nice hot shower, relax and head to bed. Get up refreshed and start over again. The thing about lack of sleep is that it feeds this negative cycle. So you stay up late studying, you don't sleep well, the next day you're less alert, so it's taking you longer to retain information, which in turn makes you stay up later, which less, do you see what I'm saying? So um, we try to nip that cycle in, a, in the bud and, and start a positive cycle where you're feeling more alert because you've slept, the information's coming more quickly to you, so you don't have to stay up as late studying and so on and so forth. So sleep is a big one. I am a huge proponent of exercise. I call it um, nature's Xanax, basically, or nature's antidepressant. Um, 20 minutes a day, and I'll joke with the students, like here at Salus, when you're a graduate student, it's not about booty and bicep gains, we're just about mental health gains, but get up and move your body. The body was made to move. And when we move our bodies, then we can sit down and study. So if we have all that excess energy in our bodies, we're going to feel agitated, we're going to feel restless, it's going to be harder to pay attention and eating. So I don't care what you eat. I just care that you eat enough. So oftentimes with depression and anxiety, we see a decrease um, in food intake, sometimes the opposite, more, um, more eating. But um, the thing that has me most concerned is making sure that you're getting enough calories to fuel your body and your brain. So that's the body. One thing that starts to go down the drain here at Salas um, is reaching out to your social support network. So you don't feel like you have time to reach out to parents or caregivers or people back home that loved you um, or love you, not past tense. Staying connected via FaceTime, um, text, phone calls, uh, that can be really important because it can remind you that there's a life outside of Salus. You know, it's not all students have very supportive family and, and it becomes more of a stressor when they reach out at home. 
So, you know, we don't want to push that. But if you've got a great support network at home, reach out to them on the regular. You'll, you'll start to feel better and you'll start to feel more like yourself. And then um, building relationships in your cohort is really important. You're with, you're with your fellow peers for a long time. And, you know, sometimes it becomes like a little dysfunctional family and that's normal. That's part of the human condition. Um, but building even just one or two meaningful connections within your cohort, those, those are your comrades. They're in the trenches with you while, while you're studying. So it's important um, to connect because they have a shared experience. Um, and so the research says that um, social support moderates the effect of stress on well-being. So here at Dallas, yeah, it's going to be high stress. But if we have good social support, it doesn't negatively impact our health as much. And then we do a lot of mindfulness exercises. This kind of goes back to the idea that we see a lot of anxiety in here. So we know uh, based on research that mindfulness, mindfulness exercises um, are, are really the antidote for anxiety. So Bob and I both do a lot of talking about um, diaphragmatic breathing, progressive relaxation, anything that is going to keep you centered and not worrying about what comes next, not perseverating or what, what's on the past, but what's going on in the moment. And then last, spirit. So um, I, I go one of two ways. I kind of try to assess um, for students if they have, if they're connected to a faith um, and are they actively engaged with that faith and in what way. And if they're not, then okay, maybe it doesn't look like it used to. Maybe it's not regular um, reading of the Bible every single night or going um, to church every single week like they might have outside of Salus. But what can we bring into your life um, that can kind of echo that that experience? So maybe it's making sure that you do read your scripture or whatever it is that you feel connected to in terms of something bigger than you um, once a week. Or maybe you journal or maybe you do make it a point like, my self-care is going to be going to church every Sunday. I don't care what happens, but that's going to happen. And then of course we have students that are agnostic or atheist. And so we start to talk about what can you tap into to remind yourself that there's something bigger than you. You know, we get really focused here at Salus. It becomes tunnel vision and you forget that there's a whole wide world out there. So for some people that's just kind of getting out of the building, like literally getting out of the building um, over to that, um, the Zen garden over there um, and just sitting outside and it doesn't help. It doesn't hurt that the vitamin D can kind of activate maybe a little of that good mood. It takes a tremendous amount of vulnerability and humility to ask for help. Students at this level of study have learned, this is one of their, um, you know, one of their great character strengths is that they know, they know how to dig in and be tenacious and figure it out on their own, but this is something that they don't have to figure out on their own. But it can be very humbling to say that the very first time, like I can't do this on my own. Um, so I have a lot of respect for all of my clients and, um, that come in um, because they are so brave to have been able to admit to themselves that they can't do it by themselves. In a time like this, it is important to remember to take care of yourself, both physically and mentally. While at home, if you are struggling with your mental health, reach out to the Center for Personal and Professional Development. Dr. Davis and her fellow counselor, Robert O'Brien, will be continuing operation through online video sessions. To schedule an appointment, email tdavis at salis.edu or roryan at salis.edu. And remember, as a community, we are Salis Strong.